Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Attack of the B-Movies podcast, Halloween edition. Uh, this time around, I'm going to go with a David Cronenberg film. For those that don't know, of you that don't know David Cronenberg, Cronenberg actually, I think I actually did um, an article on him on the website, if you go and look. He has made some of the, he's directed some of the best films of the horror industry of like the 90s, or the 80s rather. I mean, let's see what he's done. He's done The Dead Zone, The Fly, um, oh, I believe uh, Total Recall he was involved on. Oh, no, no, you know what, I'm sorry. He was involved initially and they fired him, or he left it or something like that. But he was also, uh, I believe Videodrome was his also. He He's always, oh, uh, Scanners, Videodrome, stuff like that. If you've never seen Scanners, I'll talk about it on here, and probably Videodrome. That's kind of a psychological horror film, really. But Cronenberg is a fantastic Canadian filmmaker. He's an author as well. I've never read any of his work. Uh, I'm hoping he makes one more just great flick before he passes on. He's 74, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But one can hope. Also, this movie, The Fly, also has um, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. So that's why most people know this movie's not really a B-movie, okay? So the original movie was 1958, I believe, and that's a B-movie straight up. And this one's based on it. It technically isn't a B-movie. It had a budget of $9 million dollars or somewhere between 9 and 20, and it made, I think, $60 million or so at the box office, which was really good. Uh, it starred Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. Those are the really two notables. Uh, it was written by Charles Edward Pogue and David Cronenberg. It was produced by Stephen Cornfield, Korn- I think it is, and directed by David Cronenberg. So the movie was released in, 18, in, 19, in 1886. In 1986, it won a few... It actually won an Academy Award for Best Makeup, so Jeff Goldblum play, plays a scientist uh, named Seth Brundle. He's very smart, but he's very Jeff Goldblum. In fact, Goldblum was like the perfect choice for this part. Any part, I, I think before this, he made like The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the Fifth Dimension or something, where he played a really eclectic person too. Goldblum is perfect for that because I have a feeling in real life, what you're seeing on screen is pretty much Goldblum. Uh, anyways, he meets a scientist named Veronica. Veronica's played by Gina Davis, who's fantastic in this movie. In fact, this movie's got really good acting. Uh, she's a journalist, he's a scientist, and he's um, showing her that he has these pods he's created that are connected together that can teleport from one pod to the next. And um, it's a secret right now, though. And he says, listen, I'll give you exclusive rights to the story, but you need to keep this a secret until I get it all worked out. So she starts documenting his work, and the two begin a relationship. So he's been trying to... Um, He's been able to manipulate or transport solid objects, right? Like anything living becomes like a mutant or dies or it, it just um, he puts a baboon in or a monkey, a baboon, I think it one of the two. And it like explodes. It turns it basically I think he says it gets turned inside out. So it's not um, it just isn't he can't get it right. He can't get the software part of it right. So after they get together for the first time, after they have sex for the first time, he decides he's going to um, try to reprogram this thing to work with living tissue again. So he puts a baboon in it, and he teleports it. And, and it totally works. Uh, at this point, Veronica has something to do, so she takes off. So they don't, they're don't they going to celebrate, but they don't. And um, Seth the whole time has been kind of worried that she's going back to her, uh, her um, ex-boyfriend, a guy named uh, Stathis Borens, because you can't get any heart. Because why would you make it an easy pronounced name? But I guess what we find out is she goes there to confront him about a threat that he made because he's jealous of Seth. 
and he threatened to publish the story without her consent. So she goes to confront him about that. In the meantime, Seth, without having her there to like talk to him or whatever, decides he's going to teleport himself by himself. So he gets into the, um, he sets it up, he programs it, he gets into the teleportation device into the pod, and he um, closes the door, and he doesn't realize there's a fly in it with him. And there's a receiving one and the transporting one, right? So it's in the transmitting one with him. And he doesn't realize this, that he's in there. And he transports out, and he gets out, and everything seems normal. So Veronica comes by again, they reconcile, and uh, suddenly he's, like, a little stronger. He starts noticing his, uh, he's got more stamina. He's more active sexually with her. And he's like, oh, you know, I think this is because when we tele- when I teleported, it, um, it purified my body and brought me back, made me younger, more youthful. Um, but it starts being weird because he starts, like, craving sugar and, like, eating, like, just pure sugar with a spoon. But he, um, so Veronica starts to worry about that a little bit, and he's starting to act a little goofy, even for Jeff Goldblum or Seth. And he, um, he starts getting other things happening to him, right? Like, uh, he gets this wound on his back, and, like, these weird hairs come growing out of it. Um, he starts becoming much more violent, much more arrogant about everything. Uh, he, he, he just becomes super arrogant and insistent that this teleportation, it, it, it's 100% accurate. It works the way it's supposed to work. It, it's beneficial. It makes people younger. And he, he tries to force her to do it. He's in, um, she refuses. So he's like, you know what? Get out. I'm done with you. And he abandons her. So he goes to a bar and he um, takes on this big biker guy in an arm wrestling match. And he snaps the guy's arm in half. Uh, leaves him with a compound fracture. Pretty gory scene, to be honest. He he meets a woman at the bar. Um, I'm not sure what her name is. I don't think it really matters. He brings her back to the warehouse where um, he's going to teleport her, and Veronica saves her. And then Veronica gets thrown out by Seth again. And um, eventually, like, he starts realizing something's wrong. Uh, his fingernails start coming off, I think it is. I think he's in the shower. There's a scene where he starts... There's a few scenes where he starts losing body parts. But first it's his fingernails, and he starts freaking out. And then he's like, holy shit, something is wrong. Something did not go properly. So he goes on the computer. He checks what we... Well, I would say is a log file, but I guess... Whatever he calls it. Uh, But he checks the logs, and he finds out that... um, The computer got confused and didn't know what to do because it found two life forms in the sending pod. So it merged him and the fly at the molecular level. So this movie's got a pretty decent amount of science in it for a horror movie. So he doesn't know what to do. He start he starts um, deteriorating more and more, and body parts are coming off. I remember his, he's also becoming less controlled, right? He's becoming more angry, more more animalistic, I guess, in a way. I remember his ear falls off, and um, he, he, he doesn't know what to do, and he's starting to look less human. So he, he calls Veronica... And he's like, he calls himself the Brunder, the Brundlefly, Brundlefly, in that he's becoming a hybrid of the insect and the, the um, him and the, the human and insect. He starts uh, when he eats, he starts vomiting digestive enzymes like a food does, or food does, like a fly does to dissolve the food first. He um, starts being able to walk on walls and ceilings. This is really like very Spider-Man-y, except Spider-Man doesn't never became a spider, right? So, 
turns out she's pregnant. So she had gotten pregnant during one of his um, one of their encounters, and um, Seth is trying to work on a way to fix this issue. He's he's trying to find a way to to dilute the fly genes with uh, human DNA, but he would need another human. So Veronica finds out she's pregnant, and um, she has this nightmare that she gives birth to a maggot. It's really gross and gory. It's very well done. The special effects, they're real special effects. There's no CGI. For the time, it looked fantastic. Today's by today's standards, I still think it looks pretty damn good. Um, so, she uh, she tr- she tries to, well, she wants to have an abortion, or she wants she wants to have an abortion, and Seth overhears her and he he kidnaps her. I think he was I think she's talking to her um, I think she's talking to her ex. At this point again, and um, I know she's talking to somebody. I believe it was the ex. So Seth kidnaps her and he begs her not to abort the child he says it may be it might be the only remaining piece of him that is human so yeah it was it was it was the it was the um the ex status 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 so in the meantime he breaks into seth's lab and he's got a shotgun with him and um seth spews the digestive enzymes at him and i believe he melts off his hand and his foot which anybody that knows makes it really hard to chase somebody down. So then Seth has this new plan. And what he tells Veronica is that he's going to use the telepods and he's going to put her along with the unborn child and him all into the telepods and make them into one entity. So they'll always be together. Creepy as shit. I think there's a scene in here right around here where he's talking to her and his ear falls off too. And it's, it's so gruesome. But so well done on the special effects. I mean, it really is, especially for 1986. So, um, so he's trying to drag her into one of the pods because now he's got. I think there's three of them set up. So it's going to be him and one, her and another, and then they teleport to another one. So he's trying to he's trying to drag her in, and she's fighting, and she grabs his jaw, and it comes off in her hand, and um, it, it's just just oh, I can't even tell you. So he gets her in the he, he gets her in the um, the telepod. He closes the door and locks it, and he gets in the other one. And as he's in there, her ex boyfriend Stathis comes in with the, with the shotgun. He limps in and he fires a shot at the cables, and it separates the pods now, right? So now um, uh, Seth or the Rundlefly, however you want to call him at this point, he he starts coming out of the uh, he starts trying to break the door of the pod because it's sealed. He can't undo it. So he's trying to break out of the glass, and he uh, he starts breaking it. He gets it open. He starts walking out, and the teleport happens. So he comes out of the third, the third pod, and he's fused with. I mean, he's barely alive. He comes out, and chunks of the metal from the machinery are fused with his body, and he he crawls over. The bottom half of him is missing, and he crawls over. And Gina Davis has a shotgun, and she's pointing it at him, but she doesn't know what to do, and she puts it down. And, and Seth, in his last moment of humanity, realizes he was wrong and is probably in massive pain and just wants to die. And he picks up the shotgun, the end of it, and puts it against his head, and, and she won't pull the trigger, and she's conflicted. She doesn't know what to do. So she backs up, and she's still thinking, and, and then and then she does. She, she blows him away. And the end scene, it's just... Um, 
she's standing there over the remains, and uh, Stathis is there, not bleeding out, luckily, I guess. And man, it's it's a powerful movie. It's a it for a sci-fi horror movie. I well, again, I probably seen this when I was like nine or ten, so I probably shouldn't have at the time. But man, was it good! I mean, so many parts of this movie were so good. I highly recommend this one. Goldblum is fantastic. Gina Davis is fantastic. The special effects are great. Cronenberg's direction is fantastic. Um, I, I don't really have much else to say about it. I mean, go check it out. The Fly, nineteen eighty. What did I say, six or five? 1986. But yeah, check it out. It was critically acclaimed, oddly enough. And I, I threw it in here because by today's standards, it would look like a B-movie. I mean, it really would. But it, it's fantastic. Um, so thanks for listening. And if you like or if you enjoy what you're hearing, like it, share it, tell others. I'm still looking for a co-host if anyone wants to join me. Uh, it'd be great. If not, hey, that's cool, too. I don't mind talking and hearing myself. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye.